hey guys what's up welcome back to another episode of missing the point with miles david i am your host miles david thank you for joining me in another episode thank you for tuning back in you guys should know by now that i appreciate every time that you do that if you are new to the show and new to the podcast thank you very much make sure if you enjoy it make sure you pass along the the links and everything else associated with the podcast to another friend so that we can keep growing and make our community as wide and as fun and as impactful as possible so yeah we are back with another one and i have a little bit uh, a disclaimer to make <laughs> this episode is a little bit on cpt time if you don't know what cpt time is go to urban dictionary and look it up it's very it's it's fairly simple and you should know what cpt time is <laughs> but i've been meaning to get this out for a second now it's just that like i often say life happens and this is a one-man show i'm running right here so when life happens you know sometimes things have to take a back seat and i gotta readjust and be flexible and all that fun stuff so with all that said, I still wanted to get this content out to you guys. I have a conversation with a very, very good friend and frat brother of mine by the name of Mike Coleman, who has a very, very interesting and impactful uh, project and nonprofit organization that he is a part of and, you know, CEO and kind of the brains behind. And we talk about all of that in the spirit of celebrating Mentorship Month, with it, which is in January. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like, Miles, it's not even January. I know it's not. I know it's not January, but sometimes you got to you gotta track backwards. And I did already say that this episode was on CPT time, but the content, the content, say it with me, folks, the content is what you're here for to listen to. <laughs> the conversation, whether it was, whether I released it in February or March, April, or May, it was still impactful. And there was a lot of good gems listening back to it that I want you guys to listen to. Um, and you know, grab, grab what you will from it. I think Mike is a great person. He has a lot of things going for him and I'm so happy that he took the time out to talk about what he has going on, on the podcast, on missing the point, um, and talk to me. So that is that that's what, that's what the bulk of today's episode is going to be about. But before we get into our conversation about mentorship and what it means to both of us and how we both have navigated in and around roles of mentoring and, you know, being mentored and mentorship and all that fun stuff. I kind of wanted to get you guys up and ready for the February tennis that is about to happen because the Australian Open kicks off in like T minus 24, 48 hours or something like that. It's, it's Australia time and I'm over here in America and sometimes it's a reach to try to understand what's going on, but I'm excited. I, I have my DVR and my everything else ready <laughs> to enjoy two weeks of solid tennis. And I just want to catch you guys up on what's been going on in Melbourne because things look a little bit different this year than they do um, every other year in the first Grand Slam of the season, which, you know, COVID is definitely impacting everything. Every move we make, COVID is in, impacting it in some way. So I guess want to give you guys an update about what's going on in Melbourne. And before I keep running my mouth, let's get into that because sometimes I can talk too much. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. So if you are a true tennis fan, either you have been loving all the, so if you are a true tennis fan, I mean, you watch tennis January through December, you must be loving what's going on in Melbourne because we have had six tournaments 
all run simultaneously to kick off what we're calling the Melbourne Summer. Well, they're calling it. I'm not calling it that. But it is kind of catchy. It's called the Melbourne Summer Series. Like I've said before on previous episodes, things look, things look a little different. Usually there are warm-up tournaments all around or adjacent to the continent or country of Australia to lead up into the Australian Open in Melbourne. But because of quarantine restrictions and the entire country of Australia really taking things seriously with COVID-19, they basically created a bubble where these events are all taking place in the Melbourne Park Arena, or not Arena, the Melbourne Park Tennis Center, where the actual Australian Open, the major, the Grand Slam tournament takes place. And these are just all um, kind of like one-off events. There's the ATP Cup, where the, the men's side, they professionally compete for their countries, like Italy, Serbia, Spain. Germany, all of them, they compete for their country to see who is the best top country um, right now in tennis. And then we also have more traditional ATP men's tournaments. Yeah, we had two ATP 250 events and then we had two WTA women's women's tennis 500 events. All of those events were taking place simultaneously on the grounds of Melbourne Park. So it's been a lot of tennis to to watch and keep up with and I'm not going to say it's all meaningless because <laughs> it's not meaningless but a lot of it was just to kind of fine tune the players strokes and their play before they go into the first Grand Slam of the year so although the play has been interesting um nothing too 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 noteworthy as far as results the only thing that has really happened that is kind of under the under the under the umbrella of melbourne madness shall i call it so covid did have a little everybody on edge a little bit there was a little bit of a covid a covid pause if you will during this melbourne summer series so there was an actual covid case at the australian open hotel that housed a bunch of the players that are playing in this event and all competition at six of the tune-up events in the melbourne summer series scheduled for thursday were called off because a worker at one of the tournament's uh hotels tested positive for coaching for, excuse me, for COVID-19. <laughs> I'm so tired of saying that word, y'all. But yes, they, they completely shut down play because a hotel worker p- tested positive and it just kind of put a wrench in the plans and things were already tight as far as finishing up those little small lead-up tournaments to be able to then start the big kahuna, like I've been calling it, <laughs> the Australian Open. So it just threw things off for a little bit. And, you know, but it also goes to show how serious Australia is taking the 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 virus because they were like, nah, somebody got this and they've been in a social, they've been in contact with these players. We don't want this to be some community spread type of event. So they wrapped up shop for a full day. No tennis balls were bouncing. No rackets were, were touching the tennis balls at all for a full day. So I just wanted to, you know, touch on that, which was a little interesting. I won't go too deep into it because it's. The issue has now passed, but it just it added to the complete me- the complete madness that's been going on in Melbourne because, like I said, six tournaments, one location, within like the span of a week was quite a lot to 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 take up. But 
you know, the top players are definitely coming into form. We got to see Serena Williams uh, test out, you know, what her season's going to look like. Naomi Osaka has looked pretty good. Some other contenders, uh, Arena Sabalenka, she went out a little early. So her her win streak is now ended, which is interesting. So we don't know, at least I don't know what to expect um, going into Australia from her, even though she is a number seven seed in the Australian Open and, you know, an outside chance to find, you know, to lift a trophy. Um, we finally got to see Ashley Barty, the world number one on the women's side, compete. She looks really good. Looks like she's been, you know, it looks like the time away from the sport has done her good. She looks fit, healthy, and ready to be back competing. You know, and the, also the, the, you know, on the men's side, Novak Djokovic has looked fairly decent. Uh, Daniel Medvedev has looked pretty good. Also, Matteo Berrettini from Italy. He's looked really good in the ATP Cup. Um, uh, Felix Azure Aliassime from Canada has looked pretty good. Denis Shapovalov as well from Canada on the men's side has looked good. So, you know, the tennis has looked great. Nothing outstanding necessarily from my point of view. Um, but the, the, I'm just happy to have tennis back, y'all, because it's been weird. Because, like, at the top of the year, there was tennis in, like, Abu Dhabi and all these other places. And then for two weeks, we got nothing. And then we just got thrown back into the pool with, like, six tournaments at once to keep up with and, and watch. So it was a lot. But I'm, 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 I will be... I will be happy that that is what we got because at one point we didn't know if tennis was going to come back <laughs> and you know, we still walking on eggshells. So that's that. And then speaking of walking on eggshells, I did want to mention that the U S open champion from 2019, Bianca Andrescu from Canada, who upset Serena Williams in that final, she withdrew from one of the lead up events to the Australian open once again. Um, and a lot of people's response was kind of like, oh, no, what is she doing again? Because, mind you, she has not played a competitive tournament since October of 2019. And she's come out and said that, you know, that injury that caused her to be out so long was a meniscus tear in her knee, which is very serious. Um, and I'm finally glad that I actually sat through one of her press conferences on YouTube where she kind of just laid it out and was like, hey, I'm fine now. That, you know, me pulling out was just a precaution because she unfortunately was one of the players that was on a flight over to Australia that actually had a positive COVID test. So they were required to hard quarantine in their hotel for two weeks, no training, no nothing, just in your hotel doing the best you can to stay sane and stay physically fit as a professional tennis player. She was one of those players. So she felt like after those two weeks were up, it didn't make sense to go into a lead up tournament to Australia. She would rather just take that time to actually practice. Like she wasn't able to because of the two week quarantine. So I kind of get it, but it also just makes me question mark how she's going to play in Australia. Because like I said, she has not played professionally since October of 2019. And she comes into Australia as a number six, seed and people are expecting her to you know kind of pick up where she left off and I kind of hold pause to that because tennis is just not that kind of sport where you can just put it put it down for a year plus and then pick it back up and beat everybody ass that's just not that's just not how the work that's not how the, the, the sport goes and if she does that I would be surprised and intrigued to see how she does it for sure um but yeah, the, the, the lead up tournaments to Australia are all fairly wrapping up. Like I said, uh, we got to see some of the top players in action, flex their muscle and see where see where their game is ahead of Australia. And 
it's just been like a whirlwind and I'm excited, like I've said before, for Australia. Speaking of Australia, before I move on to the conversation with Mike, I just wanted to do a quick plug for Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is, it's still in its beta version. It's for iPhone only, but it's an, it's an app that allows you to have drop-in audio-only conversations. Just imagine if you were having a Zoom meeting with your friends and nobody wanted to turn on their, their, their cameras. You guys were just talking, chit-chatting it up. Same concept, just on your phone, very user-friendly, and you can have of what we call clubhouse rooms dedicated to certain subjects and I've actually hosted a couple of my a couple of my own during this Melbourne summer series when Serena Williams opened up her uh her year with her first match of the season I had a couple of people on in a room talking talking and commentating during that match and then I also opened up a room when Venus Williams uh competed against Petra Kvitova which was a great match by the way I'm, I'm glad to see Venus moving in the right direction but about Clubhouse, you can find me on Clubhouse at Missing Point Pod, which is the same on on everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Missing Point Pod. And Clubhouse is lit. I want y'all to I want y'all to, to jump on the wave. I mean, it like I said, it's for iPhone users only and they're still like in beta production, but beta is almost kinda underselling it. It really is a a app I'm trying to utilize because it allows me to kind of have like a live podcast and get you guys's opinion of tennis happenings as they happen, you know, so it's really cool. And I just wanted to, you know, put that, that quick plug in there. But, um, before I, before I keep, before I keep rambling, I definitely want to hop into the conversation with me and Mike Coleman about mentorship and mentorship month and what he has going on with his nonprofit organization in Dallas, Texas called crown scholars. So stay tuned for that conversation and I will see you guys on the other side. Okay. So in January, which the month we are currently still in, and it feels like we are like in the 16th week of January, low-key. Um, it always feels like a reflective time or a period for me. And when I think about reflecting, I think about on, I think back on who has helped me jump certain hurdles in my life or helped me out with certain experiences or pe- people in general that helped shaped who I am and where I am right now. And I feel like with it being January, January is also National Mentorship Month, which is something I did not know was a thing until I sent you that meme. <laughs> I don't think I knew it was officially a thing until I did my research and realized that it's a whole thing and Barack and Michelle Obama have talked about it and it's like, you know, one of their objectives, but it is January, it is Mentorship Month and I have on the podcast here with me, Mr. Mike Coleman, who I think is a great person to speak of and have conversations about around and including mentorship, because that's a hill I would say that you are currently on right now, right? Or have been on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. I would give myself that. (laughs) Give yourself those props and say that you are on the mentorship hill or you're a mentor yourself? Uh, yes, both. I mean, I'd say even like dating back to high school, that's when I was first a mentor. Um, and then just kind of from there, I've always become some type of mentor to somebody that's um, younger than me. So yeah, it's been yeah, a lot of years coming, mentor, coming along. So now. you were mentoring the elementary school people or primary school? What well, doing? it. <laughs> I guess no, uh, elementary school. Um, but no, like it, it was mainly other high school students. So when I was a junior, senior, I was mentoring a freshman uh, on the basketball team. 
Um, and then of course, like we did other stuff with other schools you play and basketball? Like, younger people. Oh, I hoop. I definitely hoop for sure. Things I feel like I knew, but didn't be reminded <laughs> of. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that you hoop. I forgot that you did. I used to hoop a, 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 do. a, a bay a way back in my day. Okay. Okay. I mean, were you were you solid? Were you okay? I mean, it got it got it's it got on my Letterman jacket. <laughs> and that's that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually the no, it wasn't the first organized sport, but I think it was the first competitive like school sport I played was basketball. I think I yeah, I started in fifth grade and played up until I graduated high school. So it was a while I played played basketball, but it has been also a while since I've even shot a basketball. This year makes 10 mm. years since I've been out of high school, which is gotcha. crazy. Wait, what's your class? Yeah, 2010. So last year was my, my 10 year. Yeah. Did it feel weird? Um, A little weird, but we of course had no reunion because of COVID, but oh, you guys I was fine with that. <laughs> I was okay with that. Most of my high school friends, or not friends, associates are Trump supporters. So, you know, um, I was cool not meeting with them. <clears throat> I can relate. I mean, I, my graduating class is a class of 50 people. I can probably, if I sat here and really put my mind to it, I could name everybody first and last name. Wow. That's okay. Yeah, I okay. Went to, I went to a small Catholic school in Louisiana. So, ah, in the boot. Okay. That's what's the, up. In the toe of the boot. <laughs> Not the toe. <laughs> the toe, the big toe, actually. But we've 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 gotten off topic and now we're talking about toes. So I have to get the <laughs> I have to get the who in the hell is this guy? Who is this smile is talking to this week? Questions out of the way. So I've already said your name. Your name is Mike Coleman. Do you go by any other aliases that people should know about? Uh no, I mean Michael, Mike, I answer a bow. That's that's really it. Whatever else you call me is probably not appropriate. So are going yeah, to be answered. Just to. Us two. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I guess to make it more relatable or I guess to help listeners meet you where you are right now, what have you been doing in this like really, really awkward past twelve months? Like catch us up to what your twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one has looked like. Yeah, so uh, 2020 was very interesting for me. Um, I started a new job at the, at the top of the year, uh, working in HR. Um, so that start. So that was January, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. After I was put on furlough in March um, from my from my job, I was able to get unemployment for you know those six seven months that I was uh, unemployed. But of course, just like thinking about what the next steps were and what's going to happen, that was always on my brain. Um, just because like things were so uncertain last year, of course. So, um, so don't feel don't feel different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twenty twenty one is honestly no different so far. Um, so that's like career wise. Personally, of course, just navigating the pandemic, navigating wearing masks and you know, trying to stay immune and take care of family, take care of myself. Um, it was, you know, it was... Fall on the mask, like liking to wear a mask or disliking to wear a mask checklist? Where do you fall, the spectrum, I should say, where do you fall? Because I personally like wearing my mask. I feel like I feel very mm -hmm. inconspicuous. Um, 
and <laughs> it doesn't it like it doesn't stand out anymore well sometimes it does because i just actually left a, a gas station and nobody had a mask on in there except me oh wow <laughs> but but overall i, I mean <laughs> yeah i mean i i understand the purpose of a mask i'll say that um do i like wearing it not all the time because you know especially if i'm working out or something it kind of stifles consistent breathing that's the whole um, time i've been like god damn it <laughs> can we take this yeah off? yeah it's like <laughs> right but i mean in general i get it like we should all be wearing them right now especially while we're figuring out what the hell is going on with this pandemic um but then it's also made, made me realize you know how nasty we were prior to the pandemic like y'all really be in people's faces blowing out candles on a cake putting your germs everywhere like why do we do all that so <laughs> <laughs> you see blowing out candles on a cake and i immediately went to my grandmother's birthday party like a couple days last week she was the only person that blew out the candles nobody else did but still oh, it was just like okay it, it's something it, it just makes me think about what you said that is something that is so traditional like we people have been mm -hmm. blowing out candles on cakes for since forever like forever yeah and then it's like we really have to rethink how we interact with each other's personal space and then our personal i can't think of a word i guess personal breath or like personal what we give off i guess yeah space yeah. i don't know it's just you have to rethink all of those things and go through countless bottles of uh what do you call that stuff sanitizer sanitizer <laughs> i feel like i constantly have something in my pocket or in my hand to match my mask it's your mask yeah it's weird yeah times. It is. And I mean, hopefully in the next, let's be honest, the next year or two, we can get to some sense of normalcy. But this year, I don't believe it's going to happen. And then the way I, I can get on my soapbox about this, but the way some of y'all be wilding out here in, in the club still blowing hookah everywhere, you're trying, I mean, you I know, I get it. We're all tired of being club. inside. I just saw a video of a pack club and they were just going hard to Hannah Montana. And I'm just like, of all the things, of all the reasons you need to go outside, you gonna go outside and wow. party, listen to Party in the USA? Like, <laughs> 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 no, literally that was a song that was playing. I, I kid you not. And I'm just like, oh my God. This is what you guys are here for? Like, I, I, I halfway get it because we are almost 12 months into a pandaronium. Um, and <laughs> like the need for, some type of normalcy or like the reach for interaction with people I get, but at what cost? Yeah. If the cost is exactly. greater than your hour of gyrating, then, you know, it's just not yeah. worth it. Do it. It's never worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. But speaking of things that are worth it, I have to backtrack a little bit and get back into a little bit of like your history. So I have some questions about, well, let's just start off with one. Where are you originally from? So our listeners can know. Where are you originally from? Make it a two-parter. Where are you originally from and where you are, where do you reside now? Yeah, so I am originally from Louisville, Texas. Um, I moved a couple times. So I went from Louisville, Texas to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to Memphis, Tennessee. And now I'm back uh, living in Dallas, Texas. Who so, knew there was Louisiana? And I'm back. Not Louisiana, uh, Louisville, Texas. Who knew? I mean, Louisville's a pretty, I mean, we're not prominent, but some people know. It's in Denton County by Flyer Mound by, you know, that stuff up there. Yeah, it's off 35. 
<laughs> you didn't mention a single part of Texas I knew in any of that. <laughs> <laughs> is it close to Dallas? Is it close to Houston? Is it close to Austin? Is it close to oh, San Antonio? <laughs> God. It, so it's about 20, 25 minutes northwest of Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I have scope of where in Texas that is because Texas is big. Someone's gonna know. Someone who's listening that is from the area knows where yes. you know Louisville is. All one hundred of my listeners are gonna know exactly where they are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I am from Louisville, but now I'm back in Dallas. Hopefully, I'm never gonna move again because moving is first. And you, you just just moved. Like you moved like physical, like where you're living in Dallas, right? Yeah, um, that was last weekend that I moved here. Yeah. Are you still recovering? Um, I'm pretty settled in now. I, I just have to get an office desk chair for my work from home space. But other than that, everything is set up. I love it here. I'm close to the city. So I'm good. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad that you love it here. I hate it where I am, but that's another podcast. Oh, me. Lord. <laughs> it's, it's a means to an end until you get to where you really want to be. That is sound advice. I've been um like sectioning off my thoughts as if like this is my preparation season and I'm preparing for my action season. Shout out to my therapist who kind of put that seed in my mind or gave me that assignment. For hey. Yeah. Shout out to therapy. Yeah. That's dope. Every black man should experience it at least once. And if you experience it once well, you're gonna want to keep going. That's for sure. I completely agree. As someone who goes to therapy as well, I agree. Therapy Thursdays over here. I made it a hashtag on my calendar. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so you already, you've already told us a little bit about your professional career life. Um, tell us a little bit about the organizations and I guess the, I guess, I guess it is more career stuff for you, but tell us about the other things you do outside of like your nine to five in your personal life. Cause that's kind of why I thought you'd be a great, a great interviewee. For the podcast? I don't know what you call them. We're just having a conversation. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay, I got you. Um, so outside of work, uh, what do I do? So I'm involved with my church. Um, I volunteer with our middle school age boys to where, you know, I'm basically a, a small group leader for them. So, you know, just like talking about God, talking about the word and how it translates to, you know, their real life and how, how they can apply it. Um, I do that. I also run, uh, I guess I run my social media page, uh, Mike Motivates, where I really just try to put out content that's uh, encouraging, motivational, helpful in any kind of way to, to others. Um, to me, it's nothing uh, like super profound. It's really just speaking from experience and just like I talking about that. things. I challenge uh, people because you never know what somebody needs on the day. And I'm pretty sure I've even been myself true. like impacted by a Mike Motivates like post and be like, I needed to hear that today. I'm pretty sure I've saved a couple actually. So it's it's not it's not falling on deaf ears. It's it's if I can say I've saved the post, then there has to be somebody else in somewhere else that can say the same thing, you know? I received that. Okay, okay. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so so yeah, that's 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 what that platform is ma is mainly for. I'm about to try to do some more things with, with that platform. 
platform as far as like career readiness. Like I, I do um, resume writing, consulting, things of that sort. So I'm about to incorporate that within like Motivates as well, just to provide gonna, some services for people. I skirt over that because I did my research. I went to the Mike Motivates. Is it MikeMotivates.com? It is. It I is. Yeah. Resume, I saw the resume bit and I was like, he's he's not mentioning that, that yet, but that's a, that's a <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Sh- shameless plug. If you need your resume tweaked or you need us uh, start a nonprofit or me to come speak about something, please let my website as well. Um, and then lastly, um, I also have a nonprofit called Crown Scholars. Um, and that nonprofit, yes, yes, that's that's my baby. That is my baby. It does um, that way. Started. Sure. <laughs> we uh, started this back in. Well, really, we we filed in 2017 and then launched our program in 2019. Um, the focus is to develop middle school age black boys in the Dallas area, um, in in two areas: academics. Uh, specifically in math, because we realized that Black boys are falling behind drastically in math compared to their counterparts. Look, me too. (laughs) Like, woo, math was not my thing at all. Like, I passed, but not by flying colors. So I still get nightmares sometimes thinking about statistics in college. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So we are here to step into that gap. (laughs) because <laughs> the gap is definitely there when they would start asking me questions about statistics i would be like one when am i ever going to use this i've never seen anyone in my life use this and two i'm right because i still have not used anything i've learned in statistics <laughs> not that i've right. learned much but the, the small amount that i i still hold on to i just like what, what is that here in my brain for exactly not exactly to, not to not to um what's the word not to discourage people who want to like make math their life because yeah, if, sure. Yeah, if you become a math major, there are ways that you can monetize and profit off of that. There are ways. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Especially because like we're having this conversation and we don't like math, you fill the gap for people that do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Um, so, yes, on, uh, on one side, we develop them in the area of academics. And then on the other side, um, which I feel is, is so important, is the uh, life skills piece. So uh, we call them healthy habits, but essentially uh, teaching them anything and everything that we know they're not getting in the classroom. And oftentimes they're not getting at home. So like talking about things like bullying, um, police brutality, how to properly dress for interviews, even though they're in middle school, like still talking about things that they're going to uh, come in contact with at some point. Um, And kind of like trying to get ahead of the curve, because especially now in this social media age, there's so many. Don't go too far, because you're messing up my agenda now. Oh, 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 my bad. Because I was about, I was about to get into it. I have a section about, see, that's the thing. That's the thing I can tell when you are passionate. I can tell when someone is passionate about something that they are doing. So that's why it's, it's yeah. layered into the conversation. I have a whole question as to why and how and why Crown Scholars and all that. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're still, we still in the, Ooh. who the hell is Miles talking to phase? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, that, so yeah, that's, um, that's me, y'all. And then, you know, I, I hoop. I played tennis. I played Miles a couple times in tennis, and he is he's good. So let's 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 go. be clear. I was waiting for the back. <laughs> I was waiting for it. He has he spanked me a few times on the courts and at LSU. So, you know, I'll give him his props on that. 
Um, you know, that, that little section of us playing consistently while you in Baton Rouge is probably the next, the last time I've actually played tennis like weekly. And now I'm at a point where I'm trying to play at least two or three times a week. So thank you for that little, That's good. That little pocket of playing. Because outside of that, <laughs> look that was that was the same for me so i was i was happy to be able to play more consistently when back was then that? like so. 2016 2017 when I, well yeah i was still in louisiana so yeah yep yep that makes perfect sense and then there was good times what else, what else is there on the on the who is Mike Coleman list? Oh, two more things you didn't mention that I wanted you to talk to touch on so fraternity life we share fraternity yay claps for that yes Yay. shout out to shout out, <laughs> shout out to the men of cap alpha Psi fraternity incorporated we we salute the frat and our brothers yeah happy belated founders day how many years has it been who i sound like an awful member which on some respects <laughs> I, I think that i am but how many years has it been a hundred and something i know that right huh a hundred and something a hundred a hundred and ten hundred and ten years okay i just made Eight years in the in the bond last November. Oh, you you were old head. Okay, not not you not, were not, old too head. much. Not not too much. <laughs> I, I, I literally played at nineteen. The very first opportunity I got in undergrad, mm. I actually made things gotcha. work. <laughs> like I took extra courses. <laughs> oh wow! To be, you were you were, you were determined. That is that has been uh uh a definitive thing in my life being determined because <laughs> 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 I think my mom said the other day she was like one thing about no it wasn't my mom it was my friend it was like one thing we know about miles if his, if his mind is made on something it ain't changing I'm which, which <laughs> I try to balance my I said what I said or I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do energy <laughs> with with like I said at the beginning being um what did I say at the beginning reflective i try to i try to balance mm. so i can look back on the moments where i felt like i said what i said but i could have shifted mm -hmm. and you know see all of that is where a mentor would have been nice to have <laughs> yep, <laughs> before i developed before i developed the it's twofold because i feel like part of my i said what i said or part of me being passionate or, or, or bold is who i am but also yeah it could have been molded or mentored in a more useful way. And that's why I feel like I'm, I'm working on now in the podcast as well too, actually. So it's, it's yeah. an interesting thing how I tied that all I up. Feel that. But we were talking about, Kappa. I feel that. we were talking about Kappa. When did you, when did you join the ranks? I joined in spring of 2015. So I'll be six this year. In 2021, you'll be six. Yes. Has it been six years of what you thought it was going to be? Um, because that definitely. Goes into my next segment: how 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 has being a member of of KSI kind of shaped what you view mentorship is, or how it how is it how has it kind of just shaped your, I guess, the scope of your life? You know, because you said you 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 pledged in graduate school, right? Or while you in graduate school, or in grad chapter, I should say. Yeah, grad chapter. So right before I went to grad school, uh, gotcha. that's 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 when I pledged. Yeah. How how old were you? At the time, I was twenty two. Oh, okay. 23. Yeah. I was, I was, well, you well, you must have really only did four years in undergrad because 
Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, you were you were swift with it. Cannot say that was the same experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, but but that's still I I crossed at like nineteen. You crossed at twenty three. You said. Yeah, yeah. That that time period is still something that is like there's a vast difference between the 23 year old and 19 year old so For i'm sure. interested to see like how kappa shows up in your life because of how you because of how you entered it compared to how it shows up in my life and people that know me know exactly how kappa shows up in my life no, <laughs> um, i'm <it's>, dead <laughs> <laughs> it's different you know because we have different uh we have we join the ranks in different ways and in different parts of our life but still the organization is the same you know and i'm interested to see yeah. how it is how it is formed almost 30 mike and how it impacted almost 30 miles you know yeah yeah for sure um i i, I yikes <laughs> listen it is here um i will say that you know my experience in in kappa um first of all it was it was and is still great and i believe it's because i made it that way um, when I first joined, I immediately got involved. So I served as exchequer, aka the treasurer, um, for my chapter. Thank you for giving me that word again. Forgot. <laughs> listen, like terms that we'll forget easily, but yeah, like so. <laughs> I have not heard that word in eons. <laughs> so yes, I was exchequer for the chapter for like a year and a half. Um, I started our first, not first, but I revitalized our step team for, for my chapter. Um, just like really got immersed in the frat. And with doing all that, I had a lot of like direct and indirect mentors that that came to me, whether they were in my chapter, in other chapters, and like just saw that I wanted to be involved and wanted to really like learn more about what, what we do. Um, so that just led me to be able to meet a, a lot of great brothers that I'm still um, in contact with today uh, that are in different fields, different industries. Um, but just like have, having that connection to where, you know, they saw a quote unquote younger brother that wants to get involved. Um, they kind of took me under their wing in a certain ways. And I think that still is, is evident today. Uh, these are guys that, that I can text, call, get a rec letter, uh, take some uh, advice from. And I you know some people may may say differently, but I feel like uh, you really make your experience with, with any frat or sorority that you're in. Like you don't you don't just get in and just you know it all comes to you. You got to put in some work with it too. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my experience with it. So you still in a like in a large way, it sounds you have mentors in the in the frat. Like there are people you can still call and depend on to receive mentorship. You know. For sure, yeah. And do you feel like you are a mentor to people that came in after you? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that's that's for sure more centralized to my chapter. Um, but there yeah, are some. We only have two hands. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can only do so much, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have come across brothers in uh, um, other chapters, other states, provinces, whatever um, that I've met that I do consider myself a mentor to them as well. Uh, like former students that have uh, come into the bond now uh, that I knew prior prior to them going Kappa. Like now, I'm like you know a fraternal mentor to them as well. So uh, yeah, it's kind of come full circle for me. That's good. I, I feel like listening to that is listening to that is inspiring and lets me know that like the dream isn't dead, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Because for, yeah. me, for me, like my personal experience, and again, like this is the, the podcast isn't dedicated to like my experience in Greek life. But if you know me, my experience in Greek life right. has shaped who I am. And it necessarily, it wasn't necessarily a positive one. Like I don't look mm-hmm. back on Kappa with like exclusively fond memories. Not that anything you do in life is like all pro or like all skills, but there definitely were some, some hills to climb and some trauma associated with my experience. And I think I could have benefited from, like you said, like having to put the work in, Mm -hmm. I felt like I put the work in to join. And when I got in, uh, not that I, not that I like, thought I was going to slack off, but I still was 19. <laughs> right. So I was trying to find the balance of school, being a frat boy, so to speak, and like my personal life and personal struggles, m- merging that all together and then like not having a mentor that was like, that was old enough, but also relatable enough to kind of help guide me through that stuff because everybody else around me was going through the same stuff, basically. Like exactly. My, yeah. my line brothers basically were my chapter. So there were, it was more, it was a brotherhood, but there wasn't really in my experience, in my perspective, there wasn't mentorship. And I would mm-hmm. have loved that to happen. And it probably would have helped my entire experience had I actually been able to have somebody to look up to but that kind that like that gap being there is like what led to other gaps in the entire relationship, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's why like, yeah. mentorship is something that is, I guess, near and dear to me because uh in some ways I'm very, very fortunate to have had mentorships, but in other ways, like in Kappa, I feel like I lacked it. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a a spectrum, a spectrum. I feel like yeah. your, your ability to like have people that na- help navigate your life, sometimes it works, <laughs> and sometimes the lack of it works works itself into your life in a weird way as well. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, people's experience is for sure different, and it can vary. Um, and I mean, it's always unfortunate to hear that you know someone didn't get the exact experience they were they were looking to get Mm -hmm. but you know there i feel like there's there's still even growth and lesson within that to where for for sure yeah yeah it's like now you even me getting to a point to like realize what happened to me or like what i went through and taking the positives from it i can still Mm -hmm. be like that was this would have not happened if that had not happened you know right exactly yeah that's real that's real Two pats on the back for that one. <laughs> Three pats. It, it, <laughs> good one. Good one. Great one. Only people that know me. <laughs> but that's good. I've always contemplated getting back active. Um, and I don't know what point in my life that'll be. It probably won't be now. And it may not be into the, it might not be the immediate future, but I still kind of, there's a part of me that still wants to, I guess be the cap I always thought I was going to be like I like I as a 19 year old I walked into it thinking I was going to be that cap of cap out until like 65 and <laughs> maybe that's not how the story is now but eventually I do want to help other people because I know that there was a gap for me so I want to not have that for someone else or, for sure. or help that situation for someone else that's all 
Yeah, most definitely. But you know, yeah, my, story, you. my story is my story, and it's good to it's good to still hear stories like yours. It's like you know, the organization is still. It's not all bad, Miles. Because sometimes I can force myself to be like, "Greek life is trash." <laughs> Greek life is trash, <laughs> and, and sometimes certain, it is. <laughs> in certain ways, look. <laughs> trust in me, certain, some some. I get it. Some days I'm like, look, I'm not even like, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in that today. <laughs> uh, no, a co- right, right. What? Like, what does that even mean? National Panhellenic Council. <laughs> what do they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> so switching gears. I'm weak, but no, like, yeah, yeah. No, like, so we, for those listening that are Greek, yes, we we love Greek life. We love Kappa. You know, we're just talking about realist. I'm weak at your face. I wish they could see your face. <laughs> we're just talking some real stuff here, too. But, yeah. Yeah. It ain't it ain't all crimson and cream or peaches and cream or strawberries and cream. Screaming. <laughs> Let's move on before we say something else. <laughs> So switching gears, I, I, there's a, I want to talk about the Crown Scholars bit because like you said earlier, you said that's your baby. And like from someone, you said like the original concept started in like 2017. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. I was aware of it back then. And then like to see the growth of it now and see like where it is now outside looking in because I feel like I've done the research and know what Crown Scholars is and I, I want you again to kind of like tell the listeners where to find where to find Crown Scholars but before we get to that I want to know like the why for you behind it because you're you're a co-founder right? Mm-hmm. Yep I'm the, the co-founder and current CEO of the nonprofit. yeah. And outside looking in it definitely has grown for sure and it, and it looks like genuine love and care and concern is poured into it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it it sprouted from a conversation between myself and the other co-founder, Ricky. Uh, we were talking about this show, Black Girls Rock, that comes on BET. Okay. And yeah, and we we're like, okay, like this show is, of course, like hella dope. We love it. We love it. Um, but why isn't there a Black Boys Rock? Like, you know, h- highlighting Black men and like what we're doing in society as well. So that was our first thought was, oh, let's just create Black Boys Rock. BET's going uh, to pick it up. We're going to be famous. Bet. Um, In hindsight, do you want BET to pick it up now? Ooh, maybe I, I don't. Ask that question. I don't. No. Absolutely not. No thanks. Um, <laughs> and so after that conversation, we, we were like, okay, how can we be a bit more intentional and impactful with what we're looking to do? Because um, yes, we can highlight what Black men are doing, but how can we prepare the next generation of Black men that are coming up in society. So then talks of like a small mentorship program came about, like, you know, doing some monthly programming type stuff or like getting into the community. And somewhere along the way, we said, hey, let's just start like a whole organization. We can partner with schools, uh, get uh, get their young Black men um, and just really develop them in a very uh unique and intentional way and then crown scholars kind of just came came from that um name, and we think middle school what did, what did the name crown oh. scholars come from 
Ah, uh, that's that. That's a good question. Um, I have to give Ricky most of the credit with this, but sure we wanted to just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see young black men as kings, um, mm. and so crown scholars like wow. Of course, like the crown, of course, is to allude to being a king, and then scholar is to just outwardly that you know and are already like scholastically there like we're just helping them uh kind of like tweak and enhance and, and, and add on to the skill set that they already have um so ricky likes to say that our boys already have their crowns we're just here to adjust them um so that's kind of like how that name came about and then our logo uh, for those who don't know our logo is a crown, but it's also like a book if you look at it really closely. So goes to look. Uh, <laughs> or, we try to be like look more, <laughs> more in depthly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we try to be really just very. I keep saying intentional, but um, yeah, that's that's our ultimate goal here. And you know, if we can touch the lives of five black boys in Dallas then I feel like we've, we've done our job. So that's kind of how it came to fruition. And you were looking at this logo. Well, yeah, <laughs> because you gave me something to think about. <laughs> and I want the people to, yes, I'm looking at it on the, the shirt that says exposure evokes elevation, which it does. And I see mm -hmm. the book. I see the book like doing its aha moment, like Harry yep. Potter, like, aha. Uh -huh. And I also see the crown. Look at that. Look at that. It makes sense. It makes total sense now. See, this, yeah. this is why conversations are important because I probably would have never realized that a book was right there or inside of it. And, and, and that's fine. You know, like, and it's also about perspective. Like, whatever you're, whatever you're seeing is mm -hmm. how you're going to receive that. And that's, that's, that, that's valuable and that's valid too. So you said earlier, like, the, the specificity of it. Is that the right word? Specificity? Spec specific don't even get me to try to say it. <laughs> the, Whatever. And say focus. The focus of it is on man, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, as far as the academic side, we're currently just focused on mathematics. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to incorporate um, a bit more like reading, ELA, as well as science uh, as we continue to grow. But right now, we're just focused on mathematics uh, and critical thinking on the academic side and then life skills on, on the other side. Do, like, so does life skills incorporate how to tie a tie and not walk into your first interview dressed up inappropriately and stuff like that? It does, it does. So our, our very first session that we have is literally about first impressions. So mm -hmm. things like having a firm hand, uh, having a firm handshake and looking people in the eyes when you're speaking to them. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. And then, of course, like things like tying a tie, um, you know, proper ways to dress for certain occasions, uh, eating etiquette, um, you know, like active listening. So, you know, things that they for sure need that sometimes are like looked over, but they're going to need those tools to be able to just be successful in whatever they're looking to do. Uh, it sounds weird to say post middle school and then post high school, hopefully, of course. Too. I was going to say a post thing too, but it didn't have anything to do with middle high school. I was going to say post pandemic because, post, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. my next question is, have you noticed 
anything like has the has the pandemic COVID-19 coronavirus whatever you want to call it this thing that we've, we've kind of been dealing with has have you noticed any impacts that it's had on like the demographic of the kids that you're serving and I would imagine because just from seeing like again I use the phrase outside looking in I'm not in education right now but from the looks of it educators and children are dealing with this in all different like ways and how we're here on zoom and it is kind of effortless for us it may not look like that for a student that is now basically that's their only way to get through their education now is through a zoom classroom and it may not the pieces of the puzzle may not be there for it to make sense for them right there so i feel like this time has kind of shown that we have more things than we thought we did to work on when it comes to education, I guess I'm trying to say. Especially if we're going to be moving forward with all this new age technology, we have to be able to meet people where they are, especially the young generation in knowing how to use it and use it for their, use it for their betterment and not to keep them behind. Cause there's no sense in having things like zooming kindergarten or first, second, third grade classes if your students can't actually log in or have the resources to do that. Because yeah. now you're putting another wall in front of them or another block when they were already 17 to begin with, you know? It, right, right, exactly. Um, one of the first things that I said whenever this virtual learning stuff started is y'all got to give kids grace. Mm-hmm. Because you are literally, like most most people, including myself, did not have an online class until I went to college. Yep. So <laughs> Bingo. we are now expecting students that are from the ages of like yeah yeah, like so young to acclimate to just virtual learning and that's a big curve for them like attention spans are not there at at all times so uh to your point access having a computer having internet um you know like i know with uh, dallas isd they uh have buses that go to certain neighborhoods that don't have wi-fi and that bus uh gives wi-fi to that neighborhood yeah 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 Like, which is, which is dope, but it's, you know, things that we don't always think about on the front end because we just assume that everyone has access to things like that, but that's not the case all the time. Um, and of course, like with the students, it's, it's wearing on them because now literally everything is virtual. Like every, every class, every event, every parent teacher, like everything is virtual. So just like us as grown adults, the kids are zoomed out, Microsoft teamed out, Kahoot oh, out, right. like we're t- Kahoot. <laughs> who and who? Uh, so, so Kahoot <laughs> is like a on. <laughs> I'm weak. It's like an online. Um, what's the word? It's like an online game type thing, but it's it's what uh, a lot of teachers or educators use to like do quizzes or like you know mm-hmm. things like pr- present information in a game type of format and it's called Kahoot? Uh, yes oh interesting things i did not know after <laughs> pin that and i it, know now about this conversation <laughs> yeah it is and my bad because i'm like talking as if everyone just knows what it is but in the, in the education educator space uh things like kahoot are used to try to combat um the the mundane nature of like teaching virtually so like adding some type of competitive edge to it or like a game feel to it um just to you know make it a bit different Um, but yeah i definitely would sign up for my history class trivia 
like if I was in if I was in school now and like I had to do this to get my diploma if you added some trivia or like a trivia session weekly I probably would be there probably only for that trivia session but you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like just even trying I mean to at least my, you're there yeah, <laughs> even, like trying to put my like the brain that I have now, the experience I have now, and backtrack to like 10 years ago in high school and this happening, I would be a little bit of a wreck. Not that yeah. like, and even, and that is from somebody that would have had the resources to have a computer or have space where we can sit and have a conversation and not there not be like 17 things going on in the background because mama do whatever she does or having to like like i i had resources or better access resources than some of the things i see and i still would have been yeah what, what are we doing we got what <laughs> <laughs> so i can only i can only imagine what these kids are going through because at this point it's been three semesters because this, this is yep yep it has so hopefully have, have you guys like had any I guess, um, I guess you, you can help me out with the word for it, but like forums, discussions, training about how to live this life of socially, of socially distanced learning? Um, <clears throat> not like, a, well, I guess we, we've had somewhat of like just a discussion around it and kind of what this looks like going forward. Um, and you know, it's not, it's not fun. Like we understand that it's something that's going, that's going to be an adjustment and we don't know when it's going to end. So it's, it's really just, you know, being fully transparent with the students and also asking them, like, since we're in this space now, what do you need to be successful? Like, how are you going to learn best even through this pandemic? Cause you know, some students are visual learners, some are auditory, some need to be in person to be able to learn better. So how can we still meet your needs, but through this new medium um, of communication that we now have to utilize it to, so we can stay safe? I think it opens up a conversation about like your social emotional learning or mm. like that whole bit, because there is, there are more pieces to the pie now. It's not just about like getting the math equation right it's like getting to the platform to even hear the, the the person's equation and then like having to find ways to adequately learn and regurgitate that information back you know so right it's, it's right. a lot but like organizations like yours are the ones that i would definitely filter kids that i felt like were struggling or just needed an outlet i would filter them to your organization for sure because it feels like it's not just you've watched insecure you know what we got y'all is of course, we, of course. We, we see we see like at the core of we got y'all it's not really genuine it's not it's it's like forced yeah this doesn't feel that way you know yeah for sure and thank you for that too i appreciate that um we are and we are very let me be clear we're very unapologetic about who we serve too like we realize that we say middle school age black boys mm. right mm. so there are so many other organizations that you know have like a larger reach than, than we do mm -hmm. that serve you know all students of color or just just girls or you know whatever but we understand that there's this specific area in dallas of black boys that need this development so that's why we've said like 
young black boys only is like who we're looking to serve. Do we want to serve all students? Yes. And we do in certain ways, but as far as our program itself, like being a part of the Crown Scholars Program, um, it is for black boys. And that's, and that's very specific and very like important to us as, uh, as well. So it, it's serving not, people that look like you, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Because the mentors growing up, did they always look like us? I know like teachers are support teachers fill a role to a certain extent of mentors. And I know my teachers growing up didn't look like me. So it's Same. good to see that while, while they're in that rearing age, I guess you want to see, they can go to an organization where people look like them that are successful doing things as an adult and thriving the best way they know how in their own lives. So say to look back and say, I'm doing this, you can do this too, you know? Absolutely. Even because even though adulting is hard, like with a W somewhere in there, like horn. My God, they <laughs> did not tell us they, about they this. They didn't tell us. They didn't tell us about <laughs> some of this stuff. They did not. Oh man. They did not tell yeah. us who was going to be begging for stimmies and <laughs> <laughs> in a panty. <laughs> they didn't give us these options of like how life could really look, and here we are, just yeah. women dog paddling, trying to make it work. <laughs> Listen, crawling. All that terrible, but we're here, we're alive. We're here, we are still kicking. We have things to be grateful for, and we it's easy to like focus on the negative of what's going on. But things like this conversation, the podcast, and stuff are I, I try to have like little pockets of thankfulness and gratitude that, yeah, things like this are still possible, you know. We could be in our yeah, lives for sure. like completely locked down and unhappy. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though we probably should actually, but you know. We I, I mean I was about to say we, we probably should be a little bit locked down, but we you know, America. Our homes in our homes only. <laughs> <sighs> America. Gotta love we, got, it. we got Joe Biden and Kamala though. So, you know, it's teeny tiny micro steps in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna take some time, yeah. but you know, ho- ho- hopefully, micro, steps. I'm not gonna micro step my girl Kamala. That's a big step, but in the general, oh yeah, in the general thing, it's a step. But like, we ain't leaped. <laughs> we ain't leaped. Like it's time to leap yet, but it's still it's big still facts. going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If anything is better than what we experienced for the past four years. My God, on today. Oh my oh. God, it was just the worst. <laughs> the what? hits of hell the past four years like i uh, i'm glad it's over but you know speaking of i'm i'm so good at these segues so i'm getting better speaking of the past four go years, off <laughs> speaking of the past four years one of the things that has has kept me mildly abreast of what's going on is your podcast believe it or not because I no. checked, I checked for real. I, I mean this. I completely checked out of like the whole politics game for the most part. As soon as I saw Donald Trump get in office, and your you your podcast started when? Uh, we started. I should know this. I, I believe it was the end of 2019 or the summer of 2019. It feels longer for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I, I will. I will that. say that, like, listening to your dialogue and you and Max dialogue, and just your perspective on things that are going on in the world today when it comes to like news and politics, gives me a little bit of a seed to do my own research and be like, okay, Miles, you can't be completely detached to what's going on in the world. You're a tax-paying <laughs> citizen here, so like having 
a podcast that is able to meet me like where I am in that regard was helpful. Mm-hmm. In 2019, there were thoughts in my mind. I'm just like, I don't care what happens. This shit is going to burn anyway. But like, that is not the most helpful way of thinking because I'm contributing to the problem and not at least walking towards trying to be a solution, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was our goal whenever we started the, the podcast, which is, you know, me and Mac are two um, young-ish, educated Black men who have we're a... Young. Eight, we're almost 30. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> we understand that we have like a unique perspective on uh, certain topics. And so we just wanted to provide a platform for, for one, us to just have a conversation but to also um, inform other people about what's what's going on um, in in society, in culture, uh, what you know, things of that sort. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, if I can just plug it, I guess real quick for oh, those for who. Oh, for sure. This is the whole reason we're talking about it. Plug away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Put it so, in like it, a Bed Bath and Beyond. No, not Bed Bath and Beyond. The Bath and, ba- the bath and Body Works. Yeah, the Bath and Body Works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it is called the Uncovered Podcast, and it's uncovered without the E before the D. We got a little ratchet. Um, and Wait, huh? I flushed that out for me because I know a listener just went, huh? <laughs> probably. So it's uncovered. I can't spell. U-N-C-O-V-E-R-D. Gotcha. Podcast. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook mainly. Um, but yeah, so it's just like we have a podcast every week. Uh, me and Mac just like talking about whatever's on our brain for that particular week. Uh, lately, it's been a lot about politics, a lot about this election business. Um, you know, just like things that happen also to us as millennials. Um, so it's a platform for us to vent, for us to talk. Um, so if you want to tune in, we for sure encourage it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He is, I, I love Mac to death. He just, he is, every time we even record, his energy is so infectious too. But like he and I are so opposite that Mm -hmm. yes, he, he gives me energy, but it, it of course like comes out in the way that I need it to come out. But he's just, he's dope. Mac is dope. Have he's guys, a one of a kind guy. Adjusted? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He's a wonderful guy. No, you're good. He is. He is. The energy comes through the mic for sure. But I was going to say, yes. have you guys um, recorded virtually? Like, have, are you part of the socially distanced recording and socially distanced everything like everyone else? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our our first season and a half, I think we did kind of like a hybrid of in-person and virtual. Now we're just strictly virtual. Um, and it, I mean, it works for us too, just as far as scheduling and just being able to record on the fly. Um, yeah, it works. So. Well, it's, it's definitely in my library in my Spotify library. That's for sure. And I think more, more people, this is me, you know, my listeners can go over there too and listen if you like more dope black <laughs> male voices. <laughs> it's definitely something I, mean, I, look, I look forward to when I see it, for sure. I appreciate that. And look, y'all have a dope black voice right here on this podcast as well. So please make sure you continue to listen because uh, you're doing dope stuff over here. You are. You we're really trying, are. We are. We are trying. <laughs> <laughs> we are the little train that could. We. I am trying to carve out the niche that I needed or I I would like to hear, you know, if that makes yeah. sense at all. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It we're does. Trying. We we definitely trying. Let me look at my my <laughs> my list of things to hit you with before you get up out of here because I don't want to hold all of your time. No, no, you're good. Oh, and then um, also just to backtrack for um, Crown Scholars oh, yeah, as well. Um, let if us, you let us know. Um, if you want to follow that organization, it's at Crowned Scholars. So crowned with the ED on the end. I feel like I'm like adding a, ho- a whole lot of extra stuff to what what these words are. But it's <laughs> at Crown Scholars um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, so if you would like to donate or find out more about Crown Scholars, um, our, our website is www.crownedscholars.org. Um, all the information can be found there. Hit us up. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And all the information about Mike Coleman, Mike Motivates, and um, I was going to call you something else. What? I feel, I, I, <laughs> I feel like it was, do I know your line name? I don't believe so. I don't ever really what is announce it? that. Armani Code. I, f- <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> when you there was something there was something cold on the top of my tongue but not <laughs> it makes total sense but like knowing you i feel like armani code also makes sense if it's like it oddly fits so i was I, I swear this is not me just saying this for the, for the sake of a podcast i was i was laying in bed the other day and for some reason i was i think i was watching an interview and somebody asked somebody what was like their crab name or something like that. And I thought about mine and mm-hmm. mine, like when I was, when I was after I pledged, my line name is 10th commandment. <laughs> Funny. Oh. Story, I always, like, I always thought it was because I followed all the rules when I was pledging. Like, I mean, I was the one that made sure that we <laughs> tried our best to follow all the rules. Um, in hindsight though, they, they obviously grabbed from the fact that I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> it wow makes more sense now like both of those make sense but like yeah miles i was a 10 i went to catholic school yeah 10th t- commandment see, mm-hmm. i see what you did there uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh it was a, it was an aha moment in my brain i was like oh, i never put that together <laughs> <laughs> i'm weak <laughs> like they, they tell you oh your line name is this this and this and then like they forget to tell you the, the like the core core meaning yeah it. yeah yeah there's like no like deep context to it at mm-hmm. that time yeah and i'm just like oh wait yeah that makes that makes total sense miles <laughs> i'm so dead <laughs> <laughs> look i have i have time on my hands and thoughts in my brain trust me a lot of a lot of aha moments have been happening lately trust me we love uh, it we love to see it speaking of aha, aha moments uh any Mike motivates gems you want to leave on the podcast listeners ears because I know you have them I know you don't just be sitting in front of your phone like coming up like before you post it it's just like you know on top of your head I know they'd be stored somewhere in your phone so you can give us one if you want to (laughs) I I mean so I will give the same one that I gave on my most recent podcast and for those who don't know me like I'm a very uh, spiritual person as well So I would just challenge you all to really, you know, last year was a mess. We know that. Um, Last year, any goals, (laughs) any goals that you had, any like, you know, 
whatever. Like we saw that last year, anything that you planned can be put to the side. It can be shattered. It can be done without because life changes so quickly. Um, and so for this year, I even charged myself just to walk in obedience and be present with where I'm currently at. Um, and to just know that, you know, wherever like God has you, whether it's like career wise and your relationships and your friendships, uh, whatever part of life that you are, you know, just having a bit of a struggle with, just be obedient for that season that you're in that and figure out what God is trying to get out of you with that particular situation. Uh, it may, it oftentimes does not make sense at the time. You just want to get out of it. You just want to figure out how you can, how you can control it. And that's when we mess up when we try to really take the reins over whatever's going on. So challenge you all just to be obedient. Um, if you are prayerful, um, or spiritual, uh, pray to your higher power, um, and just, you know, try to not be in control of of everything because I think last year showed us that we are in control of nothing. Of things can change. <laughs> it's like things can change at a snap. So we got to kind of be a bit more open, go with the flow, um, but also just keep your foundation at the same time. So that'd be my motivation. You said for open. The people. I immediately wanted to play Open My Heart by Yolanda Adams. Oh, <laughs> take us to church. <laughs> <laughs> We love it. We we do love Yolanda Adams here on this podcast and on Uncovered Podcast. <laughs> hey, listen, because Mac will break out in him in a quick second. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And on, on that note, I have to say amen. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Because at this point, before we recorded, I know it's busy. I know you have a lot on your plate. So I thank you for yeah. dropping some gems and then also giving listeners that may or may not be in the Dallas area, like some information about what you have going on with Crown Scholars, because I genuinely want to see it keep growing. You know, hopefully one day it can impact more than Dallas, because I know more than more yeah. people in Dallas need that specific niche of mentorship. So in the, yeah. in the spirit of Mentorship Month in January, I'm glad that we had this conversation and hopefully it touched someone that needed to hear it or any mixture of that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. I, I love the conversation. And I mean, like you said, ho hopefully it touched somebody. Um, and again, please keep doing what you're doing on this platform. I think it's dope. Um, and I'm just happy to be here. So, yeah, And all of, all of the links that we mentioned, all of the ads that you tried to spell with E's and with D's and without D's Oof. and without E's, they'll be in the podcast description. <laughs> Thank you, because I know someone's confused, like, what the hell he just said? Like, <laughs> can't follow that. I'm probably, like, probably like, I like his voice, but what is he talking about? I got you. I got you. Go to the podcast description. Just, 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 it takes a couple clicks. I know you'd be, you're used to scrolling because you got to this podcast. So just go to the podcast right. description and click on the links for find out to find out more information. Um, that's it. I think that wraps yeah. it up. Thank you again. Uh -huh. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. Thank you. Much love. All right, you guys, that was the conversation that me and Mike had that I wanted you to hear so badly. <laughs> it was really fun for me to record. Me and Mike just have a really good um, rapport with each other, and it was just kind of easy to get into each other's backgrounds when it comes to mentoring and 
our experience in Greek life and what he's doing with Crown Scholars. And speaking of Crown Scholars, I'm going to put all the information, like I said, in the podcast description so you guys can check it out if you are in the Dallas area or know somebody in the Dallas area that could use Crown Scholars initiatives. And, you know, you have a a middle-aged black boy that would, you know, benefit from being around really, really dope young black men to help lead them on in their journey of being successful, wonderful citizens. We need more of that, especially, you know, off the heels of a new administration that we're in and just, you know, trying to move forward as a nation because the last four years were not forward at all. They were regressive. So yeah, that is this episode of Missing the Point, guys. I'm I'm thankful that you guys have joined me in another episode. Thank you for lending me your ears. And I will actually be right back with another episode because like I said, the Australian Open is upon us and I have actually teamed up with someone new for a podcast all about the Australian Open draw and giving our previews and going through some matches to watch out for. So That episode will be dropping soon. Make sure that you have your notifications turned on and you're following the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also wherever you stream and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Make sure you you, you subscribe, you download, and you listen. And also, leave a review wherever you can. It definitely helps me know what you guys are interested in and also, you know, you know, positive vibes we like all that also the email to the podcast will be in the description so if you have any kind of inquiries comments or anything like that that you want to shoot to me make sure you send me an email i'm open i'm open and receptive to that so that is it guys i'll be back with another episode soon until next time please take care thank you for listening and i will see you guys in the next episode talk to you soon